I'm David Gazzarotto. And I'm Jared Cameron. And we, we are, are Talking, Talking People and Tech. Tech. Welcome to the Talking People Technology Podcast. We're here at the HR Tech Fest in Auckland, New Zealand, and we're privileged to have Bill Borman with us. Welcome, Bill. Yeah, thank you for having me. And welcome, it's Bill's audience. And a mum. And your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, awesome to get a moment or two of your time. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, we've, we've been knocking around the space for, a, for yeah. a number of years, bumping into each other in all sorts of parts yeah. of the world. Um, so I guess um, let's let's just start by just giving me the journey you've been on from, I guess, um, oh, I knew you uh, as you were sort of coming out of recruiting into yeah, yeah. Anal- so, analyst world. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> um, so um, I'd, I'd probably be clear, I'm not really an analyst. No, um, it's the wrong word, isn't it? Yeah, I, you know, I think analysts are oh, your Josh Bursins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but lots of people claim the title, but I, I'd say I am... So I'm a, a recovering recruiter. So everything I look at is from a recruiting talent acquisition. Yeah. And I also had a good stint in HR. So I mm. understand kind of the HR space and all, mm. all the areas that overlap. Um, and I describe myself as doing stuff I get paid for, um, which overlaps. And that can be different yeah. stuff. So I always work with one or two companies a year on their strategy, the technology they buy. I also work with about eight startups at the moment on product. Um, a VC funds on where they should be putting their money or bringing them different startups from around the world for them to have a look at, usually in regions where they might not have a presence and maybe want to invest a bit of money, you know, which is part of part of what why I always like being out here three or four times a year. Yeah. Um, and I write a lot and speak at lots of events and, and, mm. and I run through recruiting unconference. So all those kind of, it's what I'd call the, the modern... Um, I'm one of the winners of the gig economy, if you like. I think the majority <laughs> yeah. of people are losing. For the majority of people, it means earn less money with no benefits. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But you've managed to make it work I'm for one yourself. Of those pe- yeah, well, I'm one of those people for whom it, it yeah. suits. And uh, also, I'm unemployable, so you know, no one yeah. would give me a job, so I have to get <laughs> yeah, to work. You've got to find, you're make your I, own I would, job. <laughs> I wouldn't employ me. <laughs> um, so uh, you, you've been down on NZ now a couple of days. Yeah, I've been here a couple of days this time. Yeah. Um, I I uh, try and get out to NZ, uh, to Auckland in particular two or three times a year, sometimes more. Mm. Um, I bring developer teams here to build product, which I like doing on Wahiki Island. It's a really... Oh, it's, what a place to do it, I mean. It's a creative place, you know. <laughs> yeah. You can go to Mug Bank Winery and they, yeah, keep, yeah. they keep us with wine and food all day. Yeah. Nice, the nice beaches there. The, wi- and, the Wi-Fi yeah. is excellent. So... Um, there's there's a few products around the space that have been built there and are yeah. inspired by the ley lines of the it's island. Got a, you, like. you got a Waiheke incubator going on. Yeah, what a really, great idea. Really, yeah, fantastic idea. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's certainly um, a great place for innovation here in New Zealand. I yeah, think I, I always I I think and it surprises a lot of people because I get asked around the world quite a lot, like you know, where's the innovation and where's the stuff? Yeah, um, and, and I tend to think mm. that um, New Zealand is um, probably about four years ahead of most other places, certainly four years ahead of the US. Why do you think that is? There's a whole lot of reasons um, as to why it is. One is 
this has been the test ground for everyone. This is the mm. test ground for Facebook population, yep. population size. So you can get a whole country, mm. lots of early adopters mm. and um, attractive people. I think there's a historical one around HR recruiting where you've always had to punch above your weight in terms of attracting people, hiring people. Yeah. Um, retaining you, them? Retain, well, we talk about retention later. But yeah, a bit of it. I mean, the diaspora is the problem yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Good I, talent I, going I think because the um, population is quite small, you have to get the most out of the people you've got. So lots of things like engagement, performance management, you see yeah, a lot of that yeah. there. And I know lots of companies like Manpower test all their technology here. Yeah. Um, a lot of the banks do it here mm. just for general technology. The ANZ and stuff is where we've seen a lot of innovation. But this is the first place I saw Facebook streamed. It was the first place I saw anyone using Slack for recruiting, yeah. Trello for recruiting. You also got a lot of innovative companies like Zero and stuff like that. Mm. And the other bit that I think lots of people have missed out on, and, and I can think of lots of people working in either HR or the technology space, um, who came out of the film industry with the Lord of the Rings thing. And I yeah, think that right. was a big yeah, factor. Yeah. And particularly, uh, I know a lot of people who did that, who worked with props, mm. prop makers, mm. um, they're seeing that industry going to 3D printing. Yeah, and they've kind of gone, I've been in New Zealand for 10 years, I don't really want to move, so yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go and get a normal job. Yeah. And where can I get a job with no experience or track record while in recruiting? Yeah. It's interesting, because it's an interesting... Um, uh, thought bubble because you got that creativity and the yeah. technical know-how that come, came out of that whole era of the films being produced yeah. and to see that being applied obviously because you know once that industry dried up a bit um, having to apply those skills yeah. in other contexts like you know developing great HR software yeah and, you know and, and, or great software that's great why software, you've got true, yeah. zero zero and <laughs> other yeah. companies like that coming out of here so yeah. Um, and, and early adopters, you know, mm. it's, this is why mm. I see things here or being tried here before I see them elsewhere. Yeah. So um, it's a good little, good place to do it, and you got enough, it's fantastic. Enough of a population, uh, good converse, connectivity. Yeah, conversely, I'd say Australia is quite conservative and behind the curve in yeah. that respect. So mm. I think lots of people coming from outside, unless they've been here, will think of New Zealand as like. A suburb of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It's it kind is. of a yeah. it's, it's East Bondi. Yeah, right. It's yeah. East Bondi. That's, that's what it is. Another state. Yeah. And I'm not saying that with any um, disrespect to the Australians or Australian yeah. audience, but the battle that I get in Australia is usually one around corporate compliance, control. How can we do this in our organisations with all these rules? Yeah. So the challenges are very, very different and kind mm. of institutionalized challenges whereas mm. here mm. it's much more early adopter much more appetite of risk much more yeah. is what we're doing you know? I mean, there's, a, there's a term in New Zealand the number eight wire I don't know if you've heard this term no, before what's the so, number eight wire yes yeah, so number eight wire is the, the wire that's used on fencing so, yeah. and the, the whole concept around a number eight wire mentality is we'll just have a go at it just have a crack at it and see what see you what can happens. do yeah. Yeah, just, just have a go and see if you can do it yourself absolutely and, that, and that's a real Cultural thing. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I went um, for a day with ANZ to their innovation lab here where they hire, they have 200 people in an old warehouse and I was working on a team figuring out um, ATMs and one of the first questions somebody says is, yeah, well, we, we won't have any cash, so 
do we need an ATM? Well, should we yeah. just go yeah. Danny Doolan? Should we just go to the pub? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that project's over. About yeah. 30 seconds, we don't need it. We're not going to need ATMs anymore. Thank yeah. you, the end. <laughs> well, it's true though, right? I mean, yeah. yeah we've, we've, we've had pretty early adoption here around card payments for a long time, FBOS, but... Um, it was the first you know. Facebook bank, right? Yeah. First complete bank in Facebook. Yeah. The first fully automated branch of a bank without people, which has kind of become... Mm a global model so it's not just recruiting an HR there's lots of things that you yeah. see here that you go just walking about where you go that's kind of interesting or that's yeah. cool or that's yeah. different yeah. cool well look we're giving the Kiwis enough air time yeah. on this conversation let's <laughs> change tack a little enough. bit yeah, yeah. from the yeah. New Zealand tourist board to come quickly <laughs> <laughs> absolutely buy well, their stuff yeah. <laughs> go to Danny Doolan's the best pub in the world according it to is Bill the best Borman. pub in the world and I've researched it I will keep checking others. Yeah. To see if it can be <laughs> As someone who, who built an events business, basically about you know running events in pubs, I yeah. think you're very well credentialed to yeah. make those sort of well assessments. Um, I think the other important thing to say is, intentionally, I I have events. I don't run an events business. We yeah. make zero money out of it. Yes. Um, uh, when I say a business, I mean a community service, a community service <laughs> hobby. But the true stuff is really about the research bit. Yeah. So it connects yeah. me with about. 2,000 people a year who work in and around recruiting, which is just where yep. all... I think when you build any community, and this is what I advise to anyone, you make a decision. purpose at the start of it mm. is, do I m- want to um, make money from this community or because of this community? Mm. If you want to make money from this community, you have to do like these guys do running this yeah, event, Unleash, yeah. and other events where... And this isn't in a negative way, but you have to be focused on building a community of people who are customers. Yeah. yeah. Very targeted, yeah. very and, fixed. And very deliberate, tangible value customers. at the events themselves. Yeah. 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 Very tangible, deliberate stuff. Yeah. Whereas I um, I have always followed, and that included when I had one of the first podcasts, mm. <laughs> before it was called a podcast. Yeah. yeah. It was <laughs> just <laughs> called talking, wasn't it? Phone call. <laughs> <laughs> a a conference call, which was broadcast on the internet, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, when I had a blog, all this kind of stuff, um, it was really about if, if you can build a community, you will make money because of it rather than from yeah. it. Mm. It's and, about intent, right? Yeah, and all the information that you get and all the knowledge that you get and all that kind of stuff is what subsequently goes mm. on. Yeah. Cool. I'm keen to explore. Um, you, you were up on stage yesterday. Yeah. Um, Riffing on a topic that I, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen you. Put I've never done it before. before. That's the first time I've talked awesome. about it. Um, it it's uh, you know, it, I've been really passionate about the topic and really interested for yeah. lots of reasons, and I've done a lot of work on it, mm. but I haven't before. And really, it was opportunity in that yeah. one of the speakers couldn't make yeah. it, so yeah. I went and said to me, "Fairly sort those. Are you got say? Yeah. Do you want to bring?" And I'm thinking, what can I bring that's different that I haven't yeah. done before? That's but it's very New it's Zealand a, test audience. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try it out, try it out, and, and, and see what happens. So, yep. so it, yesterday, it was really good. yeah, yeah. So um, the topic for uh, everyone listening in was around diversity and inclusion. Yeah. Obviously, a very uh, I'll call it a hot topic in in and around people, uh, people and organisations, even in the broader community, right? With with you know, lots of movements going on yeah. uh, um, that are triggered from you know things that are going on around the, the place that uh, the planet uh, yeah about the, the planet, planet. Um, so just give us give us I guess the where you're coming from with, with your views so on diversity and inclusion so I think so what I wanted to share there was a few things so first of all you've got to make the case and say 
I'm white, heterosexual, two kids, two dogs. Yeah, yeah. Middle class, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, not the typical um, you know speaker you get on these <laughs> on diversity right? inclusion, yeah. right? So that's the first thing is yeah. to say, right? You know, it is kind of like, well, what do you know about that? And the other thing is, a lot of what I was talking about, as having learned they were the wrong things to do, are things that I've done and advocated and written about and, and talked about. So I'm also yeah. coming at it from having spent time the last 18 months talking to the people on the receiving end of diversity mm, mm. and inclusion efforts to enable me to build a picture and say a lot of the things we're doing with great intentions mm, I'd, I'd compare mm. it to what we do with DNIs and a good comparison would be pride yeah and when you talk about pride mm. um, it's it's kind of become a commercial thing in a way bigger than a cause and you're looking at companies and you they're getting what you call a pink wash. You yeah, know, they're hanging yeah. rainbows out yeah. of their office. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rainbow-coloured oh. coffee cups, all this kind of stuff. Yep. But when you get under the surface, you say, right, yeah. okay, what are you actually doing yeah. about this? What are you actually doing about other things? Or is it getting onto the bandwagon yeah. of yeah. that? Is there authenticity to yeah, what yeah. you're driving? And, and that's yeah. kind of um, where I get to from D&I, which is people mm. saying we want to look at diversity. First question is why? Yeah. And is it because it's legal? Is it because mm. it's a quota? Is it because it's trendy and, and, and you mm, feel mm. you need to do that? Um, or is this actually the way that you are? And I think the bit, because of where lots of organisations have come at it from, is um, diversity without inclusion. Mm. So lots yeah. of trying to push people into an organisation before the organisation is ready for that. Yeah. Whereas I think if you have inclusion, an inclusive workplace where people can bring, bring their best self, right, and... and what I was really appealing for that lots of people responded to is this feeling that people should be successful or unsuccessful conversely at work because of them, because of their performance, mm. Yeah, right? that's right. So, you know, and if somebody is gay or coloured or mm. old, it's not a guarantee they're going to be successful, mm. right? But the reason we should judge them for not being successful or being successful should be based on their performance and not yeah, not on those other or, factors yeah. or how we've labelled them. So yeah. I'm very passionate about that. I'm very passionate from an HR point of view. I think um, going to a lot of conferences, seeing a lot of people, yeah. one of the things I see is we're constantly talking about seat at the table, needs of the business, be focused on the business, initiatives for the business. Yeah. And we actually became human capital. Right? Yeah. You know, people mm. became... Yeah. Yeah. Capital a com- from a, a commodity. They went from being a resource to being <laughs> yeah. capital. You know, yeah. and we lost the human. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember my son, at fifteen, being at a conference with me, and he went, "Human capital, talent acquisition. That sounds yeah. like cynical. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a really scary yeah. thing. Uh. The way in which you're talk, talking yep. about stuff. I'm not sure I want to be capital. I'm not sure <laughs> I want to be acquired yeah. as a person. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure that's what I want. So I think that whole thing of um, remembering its people and that feeling we should have is, you know, in in HR, we're the custodians of that. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's yet less unions, there's less technology has generally been used against people rather than for people, which is what I'm talking about this afternoon that I'm, I'm really on a mission about mm. is, mm. you know, we figure out how do we use technology to cut cost, mm. to do different stuff rather than... Yeah. The motive is very rarely when you sit in a meeting and someone goes... Yeah, we're going to automate stuff, 
in order to do it better. Yeah, it's normal. Generally, it's we're going to do it in order to do it yeah. cheaper. Well, we see a lot of business cases we get involved in yeah. developing them with our clients, and it is very hard to frame a business case that doesn't have some form of you know, redu- and reducing... And there'll be an element of it. Yeah. An element of it I accept yeah. that, but it's that um, what drives and motivates us. Yeah. Is, and so uh, what I'm really appealing for um, in society in general is let's give people every opportunity to be of their best self and, yeah. and you know I don't want people to think of people in organisations going to work feeling like I don't belong here I don't yeah. want to be here yeah. or the system is stacked against me in some way yep. and particularly when you look at it and go they're not being paranoid actually no, they really are paid true. less you really are paid less money because you're a woman yeah. you really yeah. you really won't get in on board because there isn't an opportunity for yeah. you and everyone thinks you're going to have a baby soon or yeah. um I've got kind of a secret thing about... So one of my um, good friends on the speaking circuit I do a lot with um, is a, 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 a trans woman, Joe Lockwood. And Joe talks mm. about... And I love her outlook on it. Yeah. She's basically saying, um, I'm the same person, I just had a rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just changed the yeah, cover. Which is a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah however, that is, that is a good um, way yeah, however when you look at her background, um, a lot of it has really been... Uh, erased because her name's different mm. and looks different mm. so the background's been erased plus complications of people not, you know I, I, I read a statistic which I believe which is 60% of people don't talk to disabled people because they're frightened of saying the wrong thing Yeah, not because they've yeah. got an issue with it's someone. the awkwardness right it's all yeah. oh, I'm not going to have that conversation mm. because right mm. and then imagine that mm. if you're from the trans community yeah it must or, be yeah. amplified yeah massively. or even yeah. um, you know if Anything which makes you physically different, if you're a Sikh wearing a turban or, yeah. you know, I, I really feel for people at the moment um, from the Muslim community that have to wear headscarves. Yeah. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, you can feel people always looking yeah. and saying, yeah. are they going to blow us up? Are they going to do something like that? You're going mm. like... Yeah. There's no good reason yeah. for it, but it's the reality, the, isn't it? There's no reason for it. There's no logic to it. There's a there's yeah. an agenda on at the moment in the mm. world around that. Right? Yeah, yeah so, there really is. And, and so if I'm a custodian of that workplace I just don't want it mm. and, and I genuinely believe most people are inherently good yeah. mm. most people will want to do the best they can mm. to make other people comfortable at work mm. they mm. just don't necessarily have a point of reference or know what to do Yeah, yeah. And, and our mission needs to be to educate to help people think to help mm. people go mm. and to say like you know and most people would say I really don't want to make people unhappy yeah. I, I, yeah. I want I think it's reasonable that people get fair opportunity. I think it's reasonable that people get fair play. Mm-hmm. So we have to look at it and say, what are the things we're doing that are stopping that? And there's a whole bunch of stuff that we've done mm. with good intentions, which is what I was talking about. Things like, you know, um, and people are still talking about it at conferences, recruiting for culture fit. Mm-hmm. Culture fit tends to be hiring the same people. Yeah, yeah. of course. It, yeah. Well, they Usually, talked about it yesterday. I think it was, yeah. was it Spotify? said mm. that they're trying to reduce their referrals because they had 25% of their hires were coming from referral. And they said yeah. the problem with that is yeah. people Clonism. refer people they know and people they know are like I, I, I would say the problem there isn't referrals. The problem is their system. Well, so one thing I can yeah. almost guarantee you is that's what happens when you use referrals as recommendations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you ask people to recommend someone, 
like generally, yeah. there's only four or five people they would recommend yeah, in true. their working mm. career that they know well, and they will tend to be their friends, yeah. and they will tend to be like them. Yeah. Whereas when you use social networks or um, mm. data to say, it's so I, I look on referrals as having three different levels, and done quite a lot of work in this area. So you have a recommendation, which is, I know this person, I endorse their application, yep. therefore they should be interviewed, they're probably going to be successful. The second level is a what I call a referral, a genuine referral, which is I know or know of this person, mm-hmm. not well enough to put my endorse stamp on them, them, but yeah. enough to say we yeah. should probably have a look at them based on this yeah. job, and they do a similar job. And the third one is um, a social referral, which is they're in my social network. I'm connected yeah. with them. You know, yeah. I, I've, um, if I give you an example, you know, if somebody asked me about David and whether they should work with David or employ David or whatever, I could say, well, I kind of know his work. I can tell you yeah, what I vaguely. see is okay. <laughs> We're connected. Mm. He's connected with some people that I know who are good. Mm. Um, can I recommend him? Actually, we've never done work together, so I can't. Yeah, yeah. you don't really I know. I can't endorse him. Yeah. What I can tell you is everything I see around him looks good. So I think that's what organizations have to do is look on referrals, pipeline, not recommendations. Yeah. Um, so I think Spotify, mm. classic example, they're trying to solve the wrong problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to mm. solve the wrong problem with that. And that, that's not picking on Spotify. It's to say that no. that's really normal that we, we try and solve problems in the wrong way. Culture fit all the time. You know, um, I've worked with Google and know people in Google who, and they'll say to you um, that people lack Googliness. As <laughs> a reason, and when you say, "What is that?" Well, what, what is that? Define the organisation. Five bullet points. Well, on you know, that. it's googliness. You're like, going, really, yeah, like what? Yeah. And is googliness of, next to godliness? Are you going to say of, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? I mean, what I will say is, if you ever watch the film The Intern, it's kind of like a documentary. Yeah. So there is googliness. Yeah. Facebook, um, call them bookers. Right? <laughs> yeah. He's a booker. Yeah. What's well, one of them? Well, you know, prior to it a life. Prior yeah. to our rebrand yeah. as a light, um, we were at Future Knowledge, FK. Yeah. So yeah. our employees FK, were, I would have liked that. were FKers. 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 Yeah, FKers. Yeah, yeah. We, used to, yeah. we, did, we did used to use that. Most of them are too. Rack space yeah. or rackers, you know. Yeah. And, and so you get lots of people rejected to say mm. it's for this reason. Generally what that means is you build homogenous teams. Yeah. And, and what you're missing, which damages business significantly, is diversity yeah. of thought. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Diversity. You yeah. want people to come in and go... You want people who, you have the right environment, but you want people, you want to have a team where mm. two or three people are going to have opinions yeah. about how they do things, yep. right? And, and then the process is, how do we distill the best yeah. ideas and take pieces of them? How do we get these three people who think something different yep. to work together collectively to the same aim? Um, and I think all of our stuff like culture fit, and then we get, then we get into age, you know? Yeah. Ageism, I talked about it. People don't retire, they die because mm. they can't afford to retire anymore, right? Yeah. So we've got to work. And look, lots of people now are looking at not going to university, either mm. financially or because of the value of it. So we've got a workforce of 17 to 70 mm. with a perception, and, and I hear it all the time, oh, we hired some millennials because they're technical. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And anyone over the age of 30 doesn't know how a computer works, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yet you, you'll talk to young people. I had a friend of mine working for a startup in New York, quite a big one, a big one they have about 500 employees mm. they used to refer to him as the old man yeah. in the company yeah. he's 32 he's <laughs> oh. <laughs> 32 yeah. I'm Rough. 20 years old with him. Yeah. and yeah. they referred to him as the old man yeah. and I kind of, and that's why yesterday I said right um, 
one of the slides I put up said uh, women are um, w- women expect everything for nothing. They're looking for promotion yeah. straight away. They do that. Everyone's going, oh, you can't say that about women. I go, but you can say it about millennials, and it's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, this generalisation. So yep. I think we have to do a, work on how do we do away with generalisations yeah. and how do yeah. we have diversity of teams, mm. diversity. Yeah. And that's real inclusion. inclusion. Yep. The other thing is lots of initiatives like, you know, um, I, I, I met with some people uh, who talked about uh, having a gay club at work. Mm. which the organisation set up to try and be the right thing. Yeah. Um, but it's an engineer saying, mm. look, I don't want to be known as the gay engineer. Yeah. I don't mind being known as the engineer who is gay, yeah. but I don't it's want it to be defined. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah. Or yeah. I don't want to be the yeah. black engineer. Or the yeah. And, and women in engineering, right, is, is really... When we give out women in engineering awards, mm. I'm all for us having a framework that enables people to be included around particular issues they have so I'm all for you know mentorship and yeah. training and kind of individual stuff that, that takes into account yep. who you are and what you might need in your particular case um, systems of work that uh, allow for work-life balance I mean you know one of, one of the biggest cases when I was doing the research that came up in terms of how people were viewed over pregnancy was a guy who, who wanted paternity wanted four months paternity yeah. and people yeah. were going like yeah. Like what, what kind of bloke are you? Like, yeah, you yeah. Wanna, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I want to spend time with my kids. Yeah. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Why would, <laughs> right. But well, you weren't the one who had the baby. Like, what yeah. do you need time off for? Yeah. So I think we have this whole thing of we've got to um, challenge what we believe and think and, mm. and take long, hard looks at our organisation and say, what do we really think? And especially when we're using data now for algorithms and stuff. Yeah. Is that data diverse, or is it based mm. on historical unconscious bias? And yeah, this yeah. Kind of thing, I'll right? be reinforcing it by the algorithm. Yeah. This is this whole notion of algorithmic. What was anarchy. it? That's what I'm talking about yeah. today. Algorithmic. Anarchy. Well, and al- algorithmic. God, I can't say it because of, because of uh, Doolan's last night. I can't say that <laughs> word <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Um, algorithmic violence was Al- the word violence. that yeah. Aubrey from Atlassian, yeah. who you should meet. Um, yeah, yeah she's fantastic. She's, yeah. she's awesome on this. Uh, this she's awesome. Full stop. That she's awesome around this stuff. Yeah. And, and they 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 talk about diversity and belonging rather than diversity and inclusion. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's talking about this algorithmic violence and that is, yeah. um, it's almost, there's this maliciousness to the algorithms. Well, yeah, it's also hidden. Right? Yeah, that's so right. It's, yeah, well, it's the insidious. Says, yeah, yeah the, the chart says X, hire yeah. this one. Yeah. Or yeah. promote this one or move that's this right. one. And you're going, hmm. yeah, but that data was all based on men. Yeah, it was yeah, all yeah, on yeah. Look at the database. Yeah, yeah. or, yeah. you know, if 80% of your um, engineers are male, mm. probably 80% of your high performers are going to be male. Yeah. But if you think of it yeah. as high performer data rather, uh, and you base your yeah. decisions on that, which lots of people do. I mean, the whole hypo thing, I challenge anyway, because I get people in an organization, they're going, yeah, we've got all these initiatives, we do all this stuff for our high performers. Yeah. And you're kind of like, so how is the 90% yeah. ever well, going to get in the 10% I mean, if they don't yeah. get... This is interesting. I I think this is a really interesting piece on it because um, every your kids, we've all got kids, right? Yeah. And I think you see that when you when you come at it from the the parental perspective, you see that every human being has potential, right? Yeah. Has high potential. Mm. Like they could be whatever they they want to be. It's the conditioning, the environments, all that to constrain them. So why do we why do we have this premise that there's we have to carve off this 
niche at the top of an, yeah. the pile that are and we higher have to, potential. All our attention initiatives yeah. are aimed at these people yeah. and all of our yeah. pay rides. It happens every aspect. It happens yeah. at schools, you know, gifted programs. A- exactly you know, right. <laughs> and, and it's also driving people down a certain route for outcomes in education. So in yeah. education, where I see, I'm back on another soapbox, but mm. um, the big drive and, and how things are measured are around STEM subjects. Yeah, right? they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the primary, yeah. How you are successful in academia is short-term memory and recall. So mm. I can read a book, yep. regurgitate that yeah. book, and in then a form of answering a question, <laughs> right? But I'm going, yeah, I really don't need a short-term memory, yeah. not least because I drink enough to yeah. not have one. Yeah. But I don't need a short-term memory because oh, I have the, Google. one of these. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what I need is when, I, when Google gives me five answers, I need... Yeah the thought to compare answers yeah, the ability them. to go and say yeah. what of this is true yeah. which is the critical thinking what, yeah. critical thinking right um, and what's going to be useful in the future in terms of careers is going to be creativity mm. art yeah. music creative thinking and actually creativity is being driven out you know teachers are being put in a position where they can't yeah. teach or allow that because yeah. they're Having to deliver a fixed curriculum, yeah. a fixed subject, in order to pass mm. an exam, pass yeah. a test. Yeah, Ken Robinson's been beating that drum for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm very, very passionate about the fact of, right, yeah, this stuff isn't yeah. for purpose. Yeah, right? Jeez, we, Talk about covering some ground. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think this podcast, we could just put you down with one microphone, well, Bill, and you going, just let right? you go. It's a series. As, as yeah. Basically a series. But, but, so, I mean, but all of those <laughs> things connect. Yeah. Yeah. So, and all of those things connect to rig the system against mm. most of the people. Yeah, yeah. they do. Right? Yeah. And, and it, it's kind of like there isn't some evil genius I'd like to think going, yeah. let's do it this way in order to help these people and not do that. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's why, you know, when you talk about diversity or inclusion or opportunity, especially when you're talking to HR people, it's not an evil genius saying, yeah. let's pay women 20% less. Yeah. No. It, no. It just is, yeah. you know. And, and I think we, we're at a time now where... Because we're getting visibility, because we're getting things, this is the time where we have to just go, this is wrong. Yeah. This is fundamentally mm. wrong. And I think if you ask most people, mm. they would say, if two people... And so one of the things I believe in now, passionately, is jobs should pay what the value is of that job to the business, regardless of who does it. Yeah. Right? And if that yeah. means someone's getting an extra 20 grand as yep. they come along, that's great. Because we're in a system that just... In the UK, because we have to publish pay scales now over a certain size, mm. what's become apparent is um, 20%. Women are paid on average 20% less. Yeah. Right? So um, if we look at it, whenever they get a new job, even if they get a pay rise, yeah. it's still a pay rise which is from not a lower base. 20%. Yeah. So mm. we've got to go to things like um, not asking people current salary. Yeah. You know, when I first heard that as a notion, mm. they've introduced in some states. I thought, oh, well, that's crazy. Then I thought about it. I thought, you know what? If I don't know what you earn and I pay you what you're worth, what I'm prepared to pay you for what you're worth, you can make a critical decision on that. Is that yeah. right for me? Is it wrong for me? Can I live with that? Yeah. But, and then people say to me, yeah, well, you know why women are paid less? Why is that? They're not as good at negotiating. Yeah, they don't ask. So I'm like, right, yeah. so... In order to be successful, you've got to go and demand stuff. Yeah. You don't give people what you think they deserve or they need. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want to be as an organisation. Yeah. And then you're going to say foot. to me, how do I get a good employer brand? Mm. That's a simple answer to that. Mm. 
be a good employer. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. about... Don't be evil. Being a, don't be evil. Do yeah. Go, back, yeah. go back to Google. Generally, companies who have don't be yeah. evil in their logo are evil what? companies. But it's... So. it's, it's it. It's really radical what we're talking here, it gen- genuinely in the yeah. strictest sense of that. Because and it shouldn't be. Like, this should be like we, we The investment that's been made, all of the constructs around organisations and all of the systems yeah. and processes are there. Um, a lot of the, you know, some, uh, we, can, we can actually question a lot of the intent of it, but particularly in this area of, d- of D&I, they're there to try and make it better. But actually, they quite often are, are just creating works. more. They're creating yeah. more. Right. When the, the, the actual essence of it is we're all human beings. We all have high potential. We all bring something as individuals to the table, no matter what badge we wear. Yeah, and it will also require a bit a contribution from us in that. It's not yeah. an entitlement. Oh, right? for we're, sure. We're going to have to go and, yeah, absolutely. We're gonna have to go and put in our yeah. shift. But we've got to look at society. We're talking about the Muslim, the problems with um, yeah. perception around Muslims. Every, you know, uh, that that is a challenge for those people in certainly Western societies. Yeah, that they shouldn't need to have to wear. To, so they have to weave through that to achieve their potential more than someone who doesn't have that exactly um, right. attribute. Right. Yeah. And and so it's a, it's a broader than just organisations. Well, right? I, I think the thing that's really opened my eyes up out, out to it is, um, and I can look at the US and talk about Trump and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Also, quite often. Um, since there's been a nationalist agenda and it's become, people have talked about removing PC or whatever, yeah, so yeah. people are talking about things that they believe that they wouldn't have previously talked about yeah. and what I've been really kind of surprised and shocked about is the number of people I work with in um, HR or recruiting, some of whom have pretty senior roles, mm-hmm. analysts mm-hmm. included who have um, quite strong views in terms of mm. um, being Muslim or um, being gay, trans people, whatever it is, quite strong religious views maybe that impact on that, whatever it is, um, and, and people are entitled to their own views as long as it doesn't mm. damage and restrict other people. Mm. Mm. And yet I've known a lot of these people for 10, 15 years, and I'm kind of having to question stuff yeah. and go, if that is what you think, how does that affect your day-to-day decision-making when you're shortlisting or you're... Yeah. And, and none of you are consciously... When we talk about unconscious bias, yeah. none of you are doing this, but our conversations are revealing some thought where I'm going, whoa, hang on a minute, how does that affect your job? Yeah. yeah. As a... Mm. Right? So, and I don't want to get too political on that because yeah, I can do, I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Um, but it's opened my eyes and, and I think that's the other factor mm. that we really have to look at in HR and organisations is... Facebook and politics, right, over the last period of time means everybody's connected and people are aware, right? Yeah. I might have worked in an organisation and put my white robes on at the weekend yeah. Yeah. and gone and burnt crosses and turned up on Monday and nobody knew. Yeah, yeah. As long as I didn't do anything or say anything at work, yeah. nobody knew. Now everybody knows. Yeah, so yeah. what I'm seeing is people who work together, um, yeah, glass yeah. door for racists, whatever it is. Yeah, well, people people right. I know who've worked together for... Um, and. Those people will also have a very sound reason for why they consider themselves not racist, by the way. Mm, it's mm. Whether that's tied up in... Yeah, they're like, yeah. I, well, I just hate terrorists. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm not that fond yeah, of them no, either. Like, no. <laughs> I don't have a, I'm not like trying to bring terrorists into the country. I, I think it's yeah, a different yeah. argument. So that kind of stuff is creating a diversity of political thought, right? Because it's visible is creating massive issues in organisations. People who've worked together 
very happily yeah. 10, yeah. 15 years and now yeah, saying, they can't now. yeah, I can't work with this person. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't stand by what yeah. they believe in. I can't yeah. be with them because we have visibility through Facebook and stuff. So I think these challenges are mm. the real ones that HR should be mm. thinking about and trying to figure out how to yeah. deal with. It's, it's funny, though, because you're talking about discovering things about people that you've known for a long time yeah. and they're in senior roles. Don't we have a duty to assume that the people in our organization are going to probably be unaware that some of the decisions they're making are being influenced by well, those issues? that's the point issues, of unconscious you know? bias. It's yeah. unconscious. So that's yeah. where the data comes into But it's play. there, right? Like yeah. you, you have to assume yeah, that it's yeah. going to exist. And, and, and we're going to automate it as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Base. Yeah. So yeah. the example I gave Four yesterday, which is kind of my favorite one, it's what I'm going to talk about in the closing keynote is I've, I've done a lot of work with matching software right yeah. and shortlisting software and that kind of stuff as I'm sure you have done and anyone mm. in this space mm. has really looked at that over the last last few years um, and the way in which organizations evaluate matching software is to take thousand CVs or resumes take the hundred top jobs get your 10 or 20 top recruiters get them to make a shortlist and say right these are the people that I would put forward then put them through the algorithm, which is based on your previous higher, high post success mm, data. Mm. And you judge how good that software is by how closely it matches yeah, yeah, yeah. people. Right? Yeah. So what automation, and it's not AI, right? yeah. that's a myth. There is no AI yet. But there's very good machine learning mm. right now, which yep. is what we need. So there's two factors to do with machine learning. One is three things. One, we have to give enough diverse data on which to base decisions. Mm. So maybe we need to base that, that data on the organization we want to be rather than the organization we mm. are by challenging yeah. some yeah. perception. That's the beginning call. about challenging what good a good outcome would be, challenging yeah. what high performance is and look at all these things. We need to give the t- have enough data for the machine to work from and we need to give it enough time to learn. So this idea, mm. I think, with technology, we because of iPhones because of Apple stuff things like that we have a perception that I will take it out of the box and turn it on and it will work yeah Yeah. and it will know me and it will it'll be able to it'll work Um, whereas actually we have to allow the machines to learn and test and look Mm. at stuff and by allowing technology to learn because kind of what we're doing at the moment is like sending someone to school for the first day and saying take a degree you know everything already like take a degree maybe that will work I don't know but Take a degree. Take take your exam. Take your leaving ticket. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. And they go, yeah, but I haven't learned anything yet. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, what well, is the technology? We'll go. Yeah, give us the answer. It's like, yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know any stuff yet. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. yeah. I haven't got I nothing haven't been to base it on. Yet. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. still in like, first grade or something. I haven't been out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we're we're thinking technology is going to be different because we think it's this magic mm. AI rather than machine learning, and we misunderstand that. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in the closing keynote. And, and awesome. I think that's all tied in with all of this. That mm. um, we need the diversity of the organisation, yeah. um, and our, and so the unconscious bit. I think we have to assume assume we have bias in our process. Yeah, I think so. And too. not assume that we don't. Yeah. Not look at it and yeah. go. And actually, yeah. we have to. Now, I'm not challenging the motive for that bias. I'm not no. saying this is coming no. just assume from a bad there, place. And I'm just assuming. My process is biased. And we yeah. have to design yeah. in guardrails to, yeah. to, to, to work with it. Like we just yeah. assume it's that nobody's going to be truly neutral. You can't expect every person to, to sit in the center on every topic. So you have to assume that people are going to swing one way or the other, right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, I, I've lots of, 
reservations about interviews for hiring, CVs, all yeah. this kind of stuff, yeah. for loads of good reasons. But we also, which a lot of people talk to me about is, particularly from conferences and stuff, they'll go, everyone's talking about the future. I'm actually bothered about them now. I've got yeah. to get 100 people hired. But, yeah. yeah. You know, so... That's right. You know, the, what the future... And right now, I've got to use CVs. I do have a job mm. description. Mm. I've got to use... Yeah. I've got to interview people. Well, those, are the tools tools, those are the tools we have, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is what we have. Uh, and this is the budget that we have. So mm. this is what we need to do today. And, and I think what people are looking for is that mix between, mm. yeah, what's the future going to look like? What do we... What do, could, do we need to put in place to get that right? Yeah. Equally, how can we challenge now? How can we challenge to yeah. today? What are little things that we can start doing? Things. You know? Mm. Yeah, and, that, and that's why, back to the starting thing, mm. inclusion before diversity. You mm. get your inclusion right. You yeah. have a place where people want to work and they can be successful. Yeah. Feel but according to how they do their work, not according to what yeah. or who they are, um, then you will have diversity because yeah. people will want to work there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You won't have to create an employee brand. You will have mm. an employee brand. You'll yeah, have attraction absolutely. by default. Well, Bill, yeah. thank you so much for My giving pleasure. so much of your time yeah. on the podcast. Great. Great, great conversation. We might actually have to split this one in two. Yeah, well, we've... we've, <laughs> we've Always we've, around. <laughs> yeah, awesome, um, awesome to have a uh, chance to, to meet with you and connect with your audience as well. Thank you. Thanks, thanks everyone. Thanks, we'll uh, chat again <laughs> soon. You can go to bed now. Thanks, Bill. Bye. That was the Talking People in Tech podcast brought to you by Alight Solutions. Thanks for listening. Subscribe now to catch our next episode.